welcome, welcome, podcast listeners. It is episode number two, four, six. I don't have that many fingers on one hand. Um, you are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. That's me. You are also joined by Mr. Josh. Oh my gosh. He's back. Voldemort's yes, back. He is. He is. The the triumphant, the prodigal boy returns for his <laughs> trophy. Like we didn't think it would ever come through. We didn't think there would be a win, but Josh returns triumphantly. My gosh. That's why I've why I've been like I've gone for so long because you know I just needed to have that anticipated return. That's it, like a, a strange exile for you to then return yeah, holier than the ever. But <laughs> not only do, now. not only do we have Mr. Oh my gosh, it is Josh. We also have Mr. Mac Wine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee. Wee. Oh, it is. That's the thing, isn't it? That's the thing. <laughs> this is. It's always been the thing. It's warm and comfortable. This it's like a like a nice blanket on on a cold day. It's just this is where we sit. So it is fret talk number two, two forty six. You are joined by your cornucopia of cast hosts. And we are about to chat shit for about 45 minutes and then potentially give you a tiny little sliver of news. <laughs> and we're not exaggerating, actually, at all. I mean, the only exaggeration is that 45 minutes seems a little bit sparse. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I will promise you one thing. I'll promise that we're going to have a further... Um, like a furtherment on the Digitech Harmon happenings that that was going on last week. There is there is a little bit further news with that, but you're gonna have to stick around for the end. Very, very last two minutes of the podcast to find out about that. First first thing we do, we do our standards. What have we been up to, gentlemen? Who wants to go first and delight our listeners? Go on, Matt. You are. You're looking uh, eager here. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was saying to the lads, I don't think I've picked up a guitar since the last time I recorded a podcast. I actually think that was wrong. I think I've done a band practice. But what we did, because I think it was like two days later, I haven't got a clue. We, I know I know I learned some new songs, but I need to learn them again for Thursday's <laughs> practice because I haven't got a fucking clue what they were. Even I just remember it wasn't really for me. It's it's a party, and they've asked for some modern music. And, modern? Yeah. Uh, are we talking like Lady Gaga's last album, Modern, as in uh, a decade ago? <laughs> or I mean, are we talking actual yeah, modern? I I feel like one of the songs was by a guy called Fender, but I don't know who he is. Um, Fender, Sam Sam Fender, maybe is that a modern man? Oh, I recognise the name. I think I think it's Sam Fender, and then and his brother Sam Telecaster. <laughs> Yeah, Bill, and Bill, Billy Gibson. And then there was, there was one. Uh, what was that man that sounds like he's eating a sandwich when he sings? What? George Ed, George Ezra. George Ezra. We're doing one of his. And so, basically, we're putting some modern stuff that we'll put in the set for all of all of one. Rihanna or something. Yeah, all, all of one. Rihanna set, hasn't released anything within about probably 12 years. I, yeah, I genuinely film. don't know. She I mean, was in that film. But we, we had this last time that me and you had a cast map where we were going, oh, yeah, Lady Gaga. And it was, 
<laughs> when was the last time she actually released an album? 2015, something like that. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I think it would have been 2000. Yeah, 2015, 16. Because I saw it on tour in 2017 with the new album stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, quote unquote new album in 2015. <laughs> I know it feels like 2015 was two years ago to us, but it wasn't. It was almost a decade ago. We we need to get with the times. And <laughs> man, that's well, just hit me no, hard. Like, I, <laughs> genuinely, there's like this is something, and like people will shout at me because I sound like Rick Beato. But <laughs> there's there's no there is no music anymore everything is there's no instrumentation like my missus was going oh this like you'll like this 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 you know it it was i don't know who it was and it was a collection of songs from 2010 to 2017 that's from a band that's now that's what i call music 49 or something no it was like it was one it was one (laughs) band's collection of singles and she's like oh you won't mind it It play like they're they're playing actual music and she's right it sounds like you know the something that would have been in the top 20 albums in 2007 because it was like indie-ish with you know a little bit of clean guitar and the odd distorted riff here and there and i've never heard of the band and i can't even remember the name of the band they've never done anything because they were they were a little bit after their times and she was and yeah the most most was just like oh you know this is this is like your your kind of thing and i was like yeah but it doesn't get released in the charts anymore so i never like i the way i used to listen to music was i would hear about it on the radio or hear about it on Kerrang, or hear about it on Q, and then go away and buy the album. But because I never hear about, I don't want to go away and sift through four billion songs on I- on Spotify to go away and find the things that I that are being released that I like. Yeah, I, I just I don't have the time for that shit. So because it's not being gifted to me by virtue of <laughs> like it being in the charts, yeah, I'm never going to find the modern stuff that I wouldn't mind listening to. And that I'm not saying it doesn't get made, and there's no good music being made. What I'm saying is, I'm never going to find out about it because I'm not the kind of person who's going to fall down a nine-hour YouTube rabbit hole looking for one band that I might like from 2017. I mean, like there was a comment that I made at the TV today, which pretty much encapsulates that that entire feeling. Which was it was like a an advert for. Um, like various music channels and and it was showing like all of the music videos back from when I was like in my teenage years yeah and I I pointed at the TV and just went do you remember when like like music TV used to actually do music I was literally (laughs) about to say that I was like do you remember back in the day when MTV used to actually be like I don't know you know Metallica or you know, fucking Alice in Chains or Nirvana or whatever, not fucking. I mean, you know, by, like by the time I, I got music TV, like all of the music channels, MTV and like all of the MTV spin offs were Teen Mom, essentially. Yeah, there was Cribs, Cribs and 16. Yeah, yeah, Teen yeah. Mother, yeah, all that nonsense. Like, so what, what, um, you just reminded me my, in my last job when I was working the night shifts, we, for a laugh, we put Kerrang on. And I shit you not, every single song that was released, every song that was on for like a good four hour period of a night shift was released between 2000 and 2007. Yeah. Kerrang! is just playing the same thing it played when we were 15. Yeah. And, and that's, that was how I used to find music. It was, yeah. it was like I'd, I'd switch between Kerrang! and Scuzz 
Because I was literally about to say Scuzz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because like the adverts for Scuzz didn't time up with the adverts for Kerrang, so you could get like non-stop music TV. Yeah, and then like the moment you heard a band that were pretty cool, you'd be like, "Yeah, I'll go check them out." Like I heard about Co- uh, Coheed and Cambria through um, through Kerrang, and those guys slap. Um, I mean, most of my teenage music collection came from I heard of a band on Kerrang, so either went out to HMV to buy one of their albums and one of the other bands that I'd found's albums for in the two for a tenner deal, yeah. or late a little bit later on ripping their music off LimeWire. <laughs> uh, no, officer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was how it was how it was done, wasn't it? Like someone somewhere would curate the uh... <laughs> you're right there John. sorry I'll, I'll i'll bring it i'll say what i've just seen in a second uh, yeah look Christ. people would curate the the music that you got to listen to and and we had like an alternative music chart through through kerrang yeah. and scuzz and like through uh kerrang radio as well which at the time played similar kinds of stuff like you had like the different rock shows and you had like different eras of rock that it would play, but it'd have rock shows that would play generally quite new music. Yeah. And but, there's just none of that anymore. Like well, like you say. Uh, one, of, one of the one of the things that shocked me with Kerrang is they did a Red Hot Chili Peppers versus the Foo Fighters, which you think they're two bands that are still releasing music now and didn't play any of their modern <laughs> songs at all. It was just, you know, stuff off their like late 90s early 2000s albums it was it was all just yeah they, they just forget about anything they released after about 2007 just listen to these 23 songs from the two bands from from this era it was it was literally and like they did they did they did things like blink 182 versus green day ignored everything after american idiot with yeah. green day as you do <laughs> just, yeah and yeah, and that's why we don't listen to like new music anymore because the channels which with which we used to get music just pandered still to us. They pandered to our teenage selves. Yeah. Which is why I, we stopped listening to it, I'm sure. Yeah. Because it was I, a case you of... Fed up, you get fed up of listening to the same 29 songs on repeat yeah. day I've, after day after day after day after day. Yeah, I've listened yeah. to this for the past decade. I want to, I want to like do my own music, which is probably why I then started listening to podcasts in the car. <laughs> because yeah. it was a case of like... I've heard all of this music now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I say, I just the ways that I found out about new music don't provide any new music anymore. Yeah, unless it's in the charts and it's digitally produced, and it is you know some guy with a keyboard programming MIDI to make weird noises and over the top of it, and I just don't want to listen to that. I mean, I'd like to say that's never been my bag. However. Um, the, the missus put on um, a TV show the other day and it was something like remember 1996 and it focused on all of the music like from then <laughs> and I was like, in a Top of the Pops one like that and I think it yeah, was yeah. Um, Top of the Pops like 94 or something like that yeah and th- I mean this one had it basically had one of those kind of like clip shows going on about all of the the culture uh, around that specific year. And then it had like a Top of the Pops, uh, like music roundup of those years. And there was shit like 
Skunk and Antsy, but also stuff like Faithless. Um, <laughs> and I was like, this, like, this was so eclectic, and there was so much like diversity in music. Like Spice Girls was there as well, and I was like, this is the the stuff that I was listening to. And just did not appreciate the fact that there was some absolute fucking jams out at the time. Yeah, but I mean, dance music has moved away from that. Though there's no, there was melody in dance music in the nineties. There was a, there was a melody. It wasn't just somebody shouting over a drum beat, and that's all it is now. There's no, there's you. If you're lucky, you'll get the four chords, the four chords that are in pop music. Pop music. If you're lucky, but most of the time, it's either somebody rapping over a drum beat or it's somebody shouting or yelling over a drum beat there's like, no there's no subtlety to music anymore r&b used to be you know literally oh, like craig rhythm David. and blues craig you know, david the... like talking about how he like had a week banging this chick yeah like... Like, rhythm, you know old school rhythm and blues used to be a stuff that you could kind of chill out to now it's just like you know yeah. Well, like, I fuck my hoes and slap my bitch or something like that. I don't yeah, know. and I, was, like, I have this discussion with my missus all the time because she quite likes some hippity-hoppity, as I call it. And, <laughs> you know, she's welcome it's to it. a new woman. But, like, I mean, nah, she, she likes real music as well, so I'll let her off. She can listen to it when I'm not around, as I keep saying. But, like, <laughs> uh, yeah, just, like, even think like in the 90s and earlier, there is some good rap music out there, and it just... It had a purpose, and it was for. And now, rap music is just about how many times can I say words that we shouldn't even be discussing anymore, and just words that should should have you know should have fallen off the face of the planet. And you know, if some people are trying to do that, and other people are just trying to, it's a word that begins with N by any chance. It's a it's it's a word that basically was a the, the the thing that kind of I remember about this the most was, um. Kanye West did a performance at the Brits, and I would say I, I think this is going on back a while because I think it was the one where That's, Alex this Turner is probably did a decade mic- ago as well. Uh, I think he did his <laughs> mic drop, so I think it was 2014. Okay, but yeah, <laughs> um, literally the outro of the Brits was supposed to be a 12 minute Kanye West concert, and it was literally silent more than it was you listening to him rap because they couldn't broadcast the lyrics before 9 p.m. <laughs> So what was the point in him even being there? It's just yeah, I yeah, I I mean I I there's not much in the way of good music that gets in the charts for me anyway. I listen to it occasionally cuz I have to. I was um, saying to my um mom cuz like to be fair like if my mom's driving the car, I mean, you know, she will be like, you know, Iron Maiden and DC whatever, but when she's in the car most of the time she's got radio too on to be fair. And, um, but you know, there's, there's worse choices, let's be honest, but still Radio 2 occasionally plays good bangers. It's like you can listen to the songs of what are being made today because it's literally like the chorus is just like, without me, without me. With, and it's like, there's been 17 people that have had a meeting to discuss, okay, is this the chorus that we, we agree we're going to go with? And then yeah, you've got a board fucking, meeting to yeah. discuss yeah. what... What this song should uh, like, yeah. who this target audience it takes could be. teams and teams of people to write these songs, and yet you know you had people like I don't know Dave Mustaine, you know, writing Holy Wars or Freddie Mercury doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that's that, that's the one I always remember. Is that there was a meme, and I say it's a meme. I think it was a meme before memes were called memes. 
from like I don't know, I don't know how long ago Baby was written, but you remember E-Bam's Justin World. Bieber, Baby, 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 Ooh. Yeah. There's eleven yeah. people with a writing credit on that. There's one person with a writing credit on Bohemian Rhapsody, and that I mean, just that... sums up music. It sums up modern music perfectly, and people will hate me for it. And I'm sure Stuart Tate is like scrolling through his 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 uh, phone like camera roll, looking for the old man shouts a cloud meme. And, like, <laughs> you know what? We to, we but... need to just lean in and embrace it now because it. On my count, we we're about fifteen minutes into the podcast, and we've. <laughs> We've, we've not really talked about what we've been up to. We've just <laughs> shouted about how music sucks these days. Yeah, apologies. I don't even. That's my fault for saying we had to learn some modern crap and then learning something <laughs> five years ago that no one's heard of. Well, well, there you go. Yeah, but yeah. So that's what I've been up to this week. <laughs> I'm be excellent. Good, good work, Matt. Josh. Josh, you were uh, you had some stuff as well, didn't you? So I, I've I've done stuff things, me. Yeah. So you've got a little secret thing that you wouldn't tell us before the cast because yes. you, you wanted. So to... I'm gonna kick I'm gonna kick off with this first because it will make an interesting talking point. Um, the other guitarist in the Paramore tribute, he was turning up like to practice with like a boss. I think it was like an ME70 in this little Vox practice app and I was like what you mean what you know what have you actually got because surely you're in gigging with that and he's like oh no I've got Marshall stack blah 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 and he says oh I've got this head rush thing but I can't get it to sound good and I was like I'll take a look at it for you so the next practice yeah lo and behold he brings the head rush said you know there's the box everything's in there and I I got in when I come in from rehearsal so I was off on the Monday literally the 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 head rush actually still had the cellophane on <laughs> on, on the screen. So and that's why it didn't once, sound any good. One of the default um, settings. And I'd, 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 yeah, and the I'd tone had was looks. been choked by the cellophane. So <laughs> <laughs> it works, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that why we all take the cellophane off? Um, and literally, like I just turned it. I plugged it in. I turned it on. I didn't look at the instructions. I had no idea what I was doing. I I just went okay. Buh, 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 buh. Made a made a dirty patch without listening to it, and made a clean patch without listening to it. The first time I listened to them was um, literally when we got into the rehearsal studio the the following Sunday. Plugged it in, and he was running it through the PA, and I was like, "You know what? That ain't half bad, considering I didn't listen to anything that I actually <laughs> like." I took it was a Marshall in brackets, whatever yeah, they called it. I can't remember. Yeah. Truth Screamer in the front. Um, I put uh, a compressor. Uh, sorry, yeah. Truth uh, Screamer compressor amp in the loop. I put a graphic EQ, spring reverb. And then uh, I think that was pretty much it. Um, and then the clean was virtually the same. I just put a delay in the loop instead and a slight chorus. But I li- like... Is that now showing that how easy it is to get a usable sound through using these digital products now? Because I didn't, you know. Yeah, that you don't even need to listen to what you've done. I know I can put programming in and I I know how I've, you know, in theory, I know how it's going to sound. Yeah. But 
it, it kind of just took the challenge out of it because it literally took me five minutes. I just sat on the end of my bed, went brrr, done, brrr, done, and yeah. and he hasn't. He says like I haven't had to change a thing. It's all I've been using now. I mean that's that's a success story. That is, is this the uh, so which head rush is it? Because there's the gig that, board, the and mini the, like the, the small mini one. one, the the mini like two or three button one. Yeah, yeah, kind of like stomp across excess or something. Yeah, it's, the, it's got three buttons and the is it the one with the the treadle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a, a what's your helix called? That's not a helix. Stop. It's, it's like stomp. a stomp yeah, but it's with like a stomp, uh, but with a treadle on the right hand side. Oh shit, man! Because I looked at getting one of those. And you know what? It's actually to be fair, menus, but it's it's pretty good and it's really it was really intuitive. You know, for the fact that I managed to jump straight in and making this preset and, yeah. you know, without having to kind of look anything. But I was expecting it to be hot like, I don't know, for the fact I hadn't listened to what I had made, I thought it was going to sound shuffordable. So, quote. I, I mean, I get where you come from. I'll just talk about it from what I imagine his side is. It's like, you've made however many patches on the, the quad cortex and you're used to these kind of interfaces and okay, yeah. you might not know exactly what buttons to press on the head rush, but you know what's broadly what sounds good on a, a QC in terms of the EQ, in terms yeah. of the bass amp, in terms, in terms of what, like, what what to put in where. If you've not done any of that before, I, like, I, I see the, the menus and I freak out and I've never even owned one of these things. Like, yeah. I, I, keep thinking about the the likes of the stomp and this and this head rush which like, like i say i considered when that came out because i actually quite like the idea of the treadle because i might actually use a war then because i've owned a war for 15 years or whatever and i can't be asked putting on the board because the stupid fucking feet because dunlop and uh, yeah like for me the the thing that puts me off buying them every time is but menus are just not yeah. like if I if I sit there, I'm either going to sit there for three days, or I'm gonna just use the base patches that come with it that are never gonna sound right because they're not the kind of things that people are looking for. They're the kinds of things that are there to demonstrate yeah. how chorusy the chorus gets, how reverby the reverb gets, and it's not a usable live sound. It's there to demonstrate that you know you can get a really you know ambient sound or whatever. Like yeah. From what I can recall, it there was literally like it says in the top like left corner, it said new. So I press new, and then it comes up. I think there's like ten blocks, like ten yeah. or eight blocks that just got yeah. like a plus in it. So I just clicked it, like you know the fourth one along, and I just clicked that, and then it gives you. It comes up says, you know, what do you want amp, distort, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, like the type, or, like modulations. Yeah, it, and... it gives you, you know. So I literally just clicked amp and I was I saw like it looked like a Marshall. So I was like, okay, yep. And then what was quite nice is then it takes you straight into another menu and sit, and asks you what cab you want. Okay. So yeah. you can match it up or um you can go for something different. Um and there was like, you know, it asked if you wanted um you know, mics and, you know, he says you can put, you know, do preamp or whatever. Yeah. But I had to admit, what I did like, which I think was genius, was when I added the tube screamer and it, it did this for other, for the other pedals as well. But do when, you mean Metal Zone? <laughs> um, no, I actually gen- like genuinely Google, used the tube like screamer. Like Google, um, 
autofill. Um, <laughs> but it actually says it'll like there was options for like smooth, mm. warm, lead. Like actually, you know, like oh, we had like presets, inbuilt presets for each inbuilt effect. Presets oh, okay, that's really good. That. And uh, it did it for the compression. It did it for the reverb. It did it for the EQ. And I was like, you know what? For okay, somebody like Matt that you don't know what you're tweaking. Yeah, yeah, maybe you could just press that. Go. I want. I know. I want a warm tone. So you just press that. And and I thought that was genius. I thought it was genuinely genius. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely a good idea. And that's like the thing is, it, I think if I actually sat down with one, I'd be fine. But I'm just put off by thinking about menus because like i say i will either go to the nth degree and it'll be three days before i plug a guitar into it or it'll be the opposite way where i just want to plug in straight away and i'll just use the wrong patch or whatever yeah yeah i mean some of the um some of the ones on the hx stomp are absolutely unusable if you if you are just plugging straight into it and expect to the tone because like some of them don't even have amp uh modeling on it it's just almost using it like an HX effect where it's got here's a huge sounding stereo delay with like a an auto filter at some point and you're playing it and it sounds like you direct to the desk kind of tone. And this is this is shit. But it yeah, sounds really like really spacey shit. <laughs> the only yeah. thing that I think like, I struggle, like there was a way to go into like changing banks and and um that didn't seem the most like kind of clear laid out because it's like you either press the two, press the middle one and the right to go up, or like the middle one and the left one to go down. Like I yeah. struggled to fathom that out. That was the most confusing thing um, for me. But that's I'm assuming that this is a a pedal that you could get MIDI controllers to work with as well, and then um, you can I just think have, so yeah, rather than having like two button presses you can just have like a an outboard two button foot switch to bank up and down between them i think so yeah the only thing that i say would have been a downside to it was um i don't know what it's like for um you know i'm assuming that like the heat the heat the hx stomp is the equivalent but it only had quarter inch jack outs it didn't have an xlr yeah same with the stomp oh okay so the stomp is the same yeah, yeah. At, like at that size, they've all done away with the um, the XLR outs. I think I'm not sure that the boss has got XLRs either. But it'd be a uh, nice. It would yeah, be a nice. It's a nice option to have, but you know, it's still not bad. But then, obviously, you don't want to turn up to a gig and then wonder: is that are they going to have a DI box or? Yeah, but, but like a DO box is what twenty quid you can pick up. Yeah, I think you can get the Behringer ones like for like twenty, thirty quid or something like that. But I say to kind of go back to my point, does that just kind of show you now that how easy it is to get a tone? I, I think yeah, I think like once you've got used to setting it up on one of them, I think it's it, it's it's almost interchangeable because you know what sound what sounded good on one will help you to like I say, you know, you you know you know, what, what type of amp you want to use, you know roughly what kind of pedal that you want to stick in the front end if you need to. Yeah. And you certainly certainly know what kind of EQ curve is going to make it sound better than... Yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure you can mess around with the EQ curve and make them all sound shit. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, I, I, I certainly think I, I think once you get used to doing one, I think they, they're broadly going to be all like fairly, fairly intuitive once, once you kind of got used to doing them. It's the same. Like I'm, it, I'm the opposite of this, but it's the same with phones. Like if you've if you've used a smartphone before, it doesn't matter yeah. really which brand you can. I can control a Samsung, despite the fact that I've never owned a Samsung. That kind of thing. Yeah. No, um, I like the fact how you said that it's got the the little presets built in. It's a bit like um, when you use plugins with your DAW. Yeah. So it's it's almost making it like that kind of user friendly. I like that. Well, yeah, so when I've you know tried to set up the neural DSP stuff, the first you know when you get the, a plugin, the first thing you do is you look through the presets and kind of go all that and yeah, the, here's your that. starting points, and then from there I can tweak it yeah. to my. But I, you know, I've I've owned various different modelers, like I've you know I've done Kemper, I've done Guitar Rig, I've done the the Pod X3 Live and HD 500. It's the first time I've come across one of these where when you're adding pedals, it gives you the option, do you want a warm drive, smooth drive, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I, I I genuinely really liked that feature. I think we're getting to a point now where the modelers are so, like, they're, they're good enough, they're accurate enough that you know if you're putting in a Marshall sound to that, that they're going to be pretty much the ballpark along all of the, like any of the modelers that you use. Yeah. So you've proven that you can actually make make patches without really having to hear it because you know, on my one, this one will sound this way. And be, it's not going to be, be a honest, million miles away. Like, he was doing the same sort of thing. He was running it through, he tried running it through a cat, um, like for a power ramp in, into a cab. Sounded good. Uh, yesterday he was running it into an FR. FR yeah. sounded good. I think all we had to do was he thought he had too much low end, but it was just had <laughs> knocked the switch on the back of the um, of the FR FR to deep. I was yeah. like, that's why you're getting so <laughs> much low going. end. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's run it through the PA, and it's been good. Is it up to the you know? Obviously, is it up to the quad cortex standard? I I would say no. Yeah, it, it still has that. That digitally sort of, you know, presence that you can't really get, you know, that you can't really get away from. Yeah, but like but, you know, for with the a little bit of tweaking, it, like you can potentially minimise that. And considering what you'd done was all kind of blind editing. Yeah, yeah, the blind taste testers. Yeah, yeah, like an ear taste test. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, um, but that's that's really cool. You also, Josh, this week—I say this week, last week—you um, gave us some delightful oral tones of the RE2, did you not? Yes, and it's very quickly becoming one of my favourite pedals. Yeah, boy. Um, I've had more time to get into play around with it, and. Um, it's now when we do decode. It's my I I specifically just all I'm running is the clean amp I'm using on the quad cortex. Then I've got a loop of the space the RE2 the space echo, mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. 
and it sounds absolutely like near enough spot on to the record with like how it's done with the whatever effects are on the album. Um, I've tried doing it with ambient stuff and I, I absolutely love it. I really, really love it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. I'm... It's, I want, always wanted that DD20, you know, the little jewel latching foot switch one. It was always one of those ones where I see one upside and I go, do I, don't I? <laughs> and I thought, you know, I, I'm probably not going to get the use out of it. And then when obviously we seen the RE2 was coming out, I was like, right, I'm I'm finally gonna pull the trigger and I'm so glad I did. Yeah. I'm so not? glad I did. Why not? It you I love ambient tones and playing around with stupid big reverbs and delays and just using the RE2 was I was lost and I loved it. I love it so much. Yeah, I mean we got the sense on the video, you were just kind of jamming out and and really getting lost in those tones. Yeah, um, I thought like I went for the baritone because I I've weirdly for ambient sort of stuff. I quite like the baritone. I think having that lower tuning just helps give it a little bit more kind of mystique mm. to it. And uh, yeah, I. I literally all I did was I plugged it into the loop of the cortex. I hit record on the cameras and all right, okay, let's go. And I very quickly found a sound that I liked. Yeah. And I kind of stuck with it. And I'm now like I've started trialing the different um the different uh param- like there's one to twelve on the parameters. Yeah. Um and trialing all those. The only thing I haven't tried yet is putting it with enough because I think you can use an expression pedal with it. Um, I haven't tried that yet. Has it got MIDI in that one? It's got, yeah, the weird little boss MIDI. Yeah, the 3.5 mil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I haven't found a way of how I would use that with the quad cortex yet. Yeah. Uh, But to be honest, for the the patch that I've made up for it works beautifully and I don't really want to change it now. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those that if you if you mess with it, you're never going to get it back. Yeah, because um, I, I was fiddling around for it and it works for decode perfectly to the point of where the, the delay repeats don't overpower what you're actually playing. So, it, you know, you don't have that... Um, you know when you're kind of fighting it, and you yeah, can't yeah. tell what you're actually playing and what's the and what the yeah kind of heat is gets lost a little bit. Yeah, um, but then like when as soon as you stop, it does kind of carry on and sparkles away, and you can also kind of just do a hold a chord, and it will just go, and it will go, and it will go. Yeah, so it's I, it's, I, it's adding kind of almost like a sustain to your your clean chords as well. Yeah. Um, so I've kind of got it. I think I've kind of got it in the butter zone. Um, <laughs> I mean, it did sound as if you were going to say you got it in the butt. <laughs> um, have I found a downside with it? Um, I'm not a huge fan of like the wow and the flutter feature. Yeah, um, I'm ten. I'm running that quite low. 
Yeah. Um, I think purely because of the purposes of how I'm mainly using it, it mm. it kind of just colours the colours the sound of it too much. Yeah, it can. Like it, it basically detunes the um, the, the repeats, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And for some um, people, that's exactly what they want. But for for others, getting like a weird um, dissonance. <laughs> yeah. Is not yeah. I think really if I was kind of doing the whole shoegaze you know, synth wave sort of stuff, then yeah, it would probably be absolutely bang on for that. But for what I'm using it for, definitely not. Yeah. But that's not even really a criticism. It's just the feature that I don't see I need to use at the moment. Well, and, and just to add to that, you know, your criticism of the, it's got the 3.5 mil MIDI cable thing. Yeah. yeah the, the boss branded, um, converter is 14 quid or you can get an off you can get an off brand one on ebay for 195 <laughs> <laughs> and what's the difference between one of any of them uh, well, one has one's the made boss. in china and one's got boss written on it yeah uh, I mean, they're both made in china they're probably both made in china one's just got a boss sticker lamped on it yeah but yeah like literally I mean, you can find other ones for like a five on eBay, but yeah, like they go right the way down to like one ninety five on eBay. So it's not it's not like it would cost you a lot if you wanted to try and control it with your quad cortex. Yeah. So um, does the quad I... cortex have like MIDI capabilities as well? Does it, can it yeah. send MIDI signals? Yeah, yeah, it's completely ah. MIDI. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I haven't really bothered, you know, kind of yeah, delving into it. But you can say, like, you know, if you've got a pedal board like Lee's, you can absolutely run a hybrid board and use the quad cortex and MIDI control at the same point if you want to. So it would yeah. almost work as the the brain of your unit at we, that point, wouldn't it? Well, we are hoping. I haven't, I haven't even began to think of this because it hurts my brain thinking about <laughs> it. Uh, but we're thinking of running the whole band through it. That's uh, that'll be quite a challenge, but it's doable. It's absolutely doable because yeah. we're thinking of um, at the moment. I've made up the full Paramore set list of what we play, and I just like first one, second song, press down, next song, down, next song, down, next song. You know, there's just various tweaks here and there, um, and it has got the capability to run Logic. Um, and then you can use Logic to basically uh, do like the session where it'll change everything for you without having to have it at your feet. Yeah. Oh, so lots of kind you... of like MIDI programs changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, man. That um, is getting like next level. Yeah. So we like we we are toying with the idea of when we're more cemented. Yeah. Um, of trialing that. I mean, um, like and... on the one side, that is a really, really solid solution. But if it fucks up at any point, yeah, that's, it. that's yeah. your entire band gone, isn't it? That, yeah, but that's obviously like the 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 downside with it is you are pinning your hopes up on like you know, logic to suddenly go in. Oh, now I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that we can, in theory, gig the entire show and not have to have anything at our feet, not have to worry about, you know, 
or I've got to run back over to my pedal board to change a patch. Yeah. Yeah, it's all um, automated. Yeah. yeah. Um, is It's a really good idea, but at the same time, it's fucking terrifying. I, oh, yeah. I, I have seen it done twice. I've seen it work successfully once, and the <laughs> other time, the guy's Mac crashed, and the entire... like. So there was one guy who was literally just playing rhythm guitar who wasn't going through it, and you just had him strumming away and the drummer drumming, and then just this weird and just silence from the rest of the band. (laughs) (laughs) I know Periphery did it for a while with their Fractal. Yeah, I mean, like this this is just a local covers band who've like put this. I think they're a Radiohead tribute, but I can't really remember. It might have been somebody, but yeah, they they literally and they must have like programmed everything in in time because like like you say, the laptop was at the back of the stage and they were all just there and it was like changing patches between songs and doing all this fancy yeah. stuff. And then obviously, once you're like five songs into your set, there's no real way to work out exactly where in this project this program line you need to start yeah. it from again. So like that, they spent like twenty five minutes trying to get back into it, and it didn't go really well. But like I say, I've seen it work. I've seen it work successfully as well. That's the thing. When it works, it's brilliant. It's so smooth. When it does, it when it doesn't work, it's yeah, it's catastrophic. Beyond and it, yeah, live by the sword or die by the sword. Though, isn't it? It's... <laughs> there are some songs that where that we have got synth tracks for like, uh, you know, like Rose Colored Boy or Hard Times or something like that. Yeah, yeah of course. So like. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously being able to run that in conjunction with some of those would work, but again, it's just I'm tentative with it. Yeah, I think baby steps with it. Baby steps. Yeah, I like the idea of it, but at the say at the same time, I'm like, you say if all of a sudden your laptop dies. It overheats or something like that. It gigs over. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'm going to talk about what I've done this week very briefly because as the prophecy was foretold, <laughs> it's almost 45 minutes and we've still still only talked about our stuff. Um, well, I released a, uh, a video this week about the Jedspeds Ono Second. Um, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Basically... Without getting lawyers involved, it's a BEOD Deluxe pedal. So quite similar to to um, the BEOD head that you've got, uh, Josh. Which I've, which I've used once. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> so it's like a, it's, it's a dual-channel version of that, essentially, um, where the first channel is slightly less gain and the second channel is rip your head off, kind of style. <laughs> um, but... Just, yeah, really, really, really good. Um, very complicated, very complicated. So the original one has got a three-band EQ, a gain and a volume, and then each channel has got a switch. I think it's like a push button for uh, tight, which uh, like reduces the bass end, like shell, shells off. Is, is the other one also cut by any chance? Um, possibly. I don't think it's called. <laughs> I don't think it's called cut on this one. Uh, it, in fact, actually, it's written in here because oh, this this was one that I needed notes for. <laughs> uh, presence. There we go. So we've got tight and presence. So we've got tight was uh, tights on a push button, I believe. So you can have like tight on or off. 
and then presence is like a three-way mini toggle which gives you like a, a like a bright a medium and then a dark kind of presence the jed's peds version has improved on that and has put them both on pots so you can really dial in that tone and of course those two controls work incredibly incredibly sensitively with the the free band eq as well so you can dial in what like if you've got the the ballpark using your three band eq you can then really really hone it in with the the presence and the tight control um the tight control also re- is really interactive with the the gain as well because obviously the more gain you uh, sorry the more bass that you put into a signal bass um gets driven hard so you can kind of coax a little bit more gain out if you if you take the tight off just a just a touch but yeah so you you've basically got like a two channel uh you can have like a rhythm and lead circuit using this the ono second um quite amazing so i love that um and it's it's been quite a popular video as well actually um there was something that i did want to talk about and we will um truncate this this story a little bit so i did a gig this weekend with the band nothing particularly too exciting however just after we'd done sound check i thought i'll i'll uh I'll do a little bit of warming up. I'll do like run through a couple of little scales. I'll like I turn the turn the amp off, unplug the guitar, ran through a couple of little scales, sat on my amp, and then suddenly the top E string felt really loose. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh dear!" <laughs> so I then pl- plugged everything back in and put the tuner on. The E had gone down to a B. Bloody hell! How so good it, like the the high E just went straight down to a beat. I was like, "This isn't good because that's the kind of thing like that ping and you you string going mm. flappy. Usually, uh, like from my experience, that means that it's unwinding itself at the ball end. <laughs> so at this point, see, like, well, when had you just restrung the guitar? No, these these are. Relatively old strings as well. I was going to say because usually, like sometimes, if you haven't given like what I tend to do when, like, say when I'm restringing, like, it's like I'll go, I'll leave them, I mean, like Paramore in drop C sharp. I'll get the strings to maybe like where I'm in, like I don't know C standard. They still got a bit of tightness, but I'll give a really good fucking yank on them. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. It, um, if it, if it had been like a new set of strings, I would have thought, oh, these are bedding in. And I usually yeah. do that where I give them a good good pull just to get any of the, the looseness out of them and then I'll play them for about half an hour just to kind of bed them in. These are That's weird that he just suddenly went... Yeah, ding, ding, uh, So I, I tuned it up, fully expecting the guitar string to just go ping. Yeah. Um, at which point, I didn't have any spare sets of strings. I would have had to have played the, the entire night on on five strings, um, I've done that once. Yeah, I mean, I could do it. I, I was up for the challenge. I, I thought I, I, it wouldn't be impossible, but it would be a bit of a ball. Like it wouldn't be impossible, but it would be an inconvenience. Oh yes, incredibly <laughs> inconvenient. Uh, so 
I feel that I probably need to put a pack of strings in my gig bag. Why have you not All, got any spare strings? Always with you? have a pair. I, of... I have spare strings. Usually, at least one spare guitar. <laughs> I mean, I I did I used to bring spare guitars. I'm sure I used to bring spare strings as well. I got cocky though, haven't I? I've got cocky. And... I can tell you. Well, I can tell you a slightly funny story actually, but I'll let you carry on. I mean. I think I think that's that's where I'm at at the moment. But I am considering just leaving a guitar in the car, just in case. Do it. Like, no, I just take. I strings. literally bring a spare. I bring spare cables, spare um, uh, with strings, spare amp, spare guitar, a a simulator like an amp simulator instead of an amp in case everything just dies um a line 6 m5 on my board so that you know if a pedal dies i've still got that sound with the exception of drive probably about six spare drive pedals like <laughs> all of it lives in my box just so that if anything goes wrong oh no my team screamer pedal style pedal has gone replace <laughs> oh no it. my rage master style pedal has gone replace oh no my my Marshall in a box pedal is gone. Replace. I've got spares of literally every pedal on my board, with the exception of chorus. But like I say, that that's covered by the M5 anyway. So, I mean, this like, this very I've much highlights the difference between our work ethics here, Matt. <laughs> I I very much like rock up like the hired mercenary with the the barest minimum equipment. I mean, to be fair, I, do, I have spare um, spare cables. And I've got a a emergency drive box. In fact, it's the hairy hairy thumb boost. <laughs> just in case, so it's hairy thumb boost with a battery in it. Yeah, just, just in case the entire pedal board goes down, so I could do the re- yeah, I could do the rest <laughs> of the gig on on the drive channel, cleaning up with the volume and boosting with the the boost. I mean, it wouldn't be pretty. Oh. I'm letting you know that now. It would not be a pretty gig, but it would be a gig. So I've I've got that kind of area covered. But if anything went got like went wrong with the guitar, I am fucked. And I think I might need to rectify that. At very least, just having a set of strings. Yeah, always have a set of strings. I mean, like bearing in mind that I can get to three boxes of strings from where I am. <laughs> Oh yeah, look, shit. Uh, uh. Because the, this is like this is this is where if I if I use a set of string, strings at a gig, I know that they're on my desk, and I just have to go straight to my desk and throw another one in the box. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for my my full sense of security, you, the strings that you just flashed up there are the exact strings I've got on this guitar. Which, um, well, there's two different ones here because they're ten to forty six and they're nine to forty two. Yeah, but the Elixir, are they the Optis or the, they're the Nanos, aren't they? These are Nano because I prefer the Nano. Most people go for Opti, but I prefer the Nano. Yeah, I think... One of the uh, medical uh, brands that we work with um, make guitar string pedals. Guitar string pedals? Pedals. Guitar strings. Guitar strings. Yeah. Not Elixir, is it? Gore. Gore? Yeah, that's the name of the company that make them. Okay, so they make medical supplies and guitar strings. Yep. Nice. Because I remember a rep once gave me like a box full of them. 
And he's just like, you're a guitar player, here you go. And I, was, I, I didn't like the strings, <laughs> to be honest. Fair play. Uh, how about the medical supplies? Are they any good? Uh, they cost a bomb, but they work. <laughs> but at least free guitar strings. <laughs> right. yeah, my experience with, oh. with having the wrong set of strings was... Um, my dad was having to do, there was an issue with my Les Paul, and my dad's got like a full on like workshop for his bike. Yeah. And he's like, I bring it down, and I told him what the issues were. He's like, Oh, yeah, I can sort them. It's not a problem. You know, it's only relatively minor things. But I thought, okay, while he's doing this, I've got to take the strings off anyway, so I might as well restring it. Grabbed the pack out of, me, out of my metal box, stuck them in the gig bag, took the guitar down, and away we go. And I put the strings on, and I was like, Man, these are tight. Like I was, I was struggling to bend at all, and I was like, "Hold on a second, that's a wound third. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Shit!" I picked up my baritone set, and of course, these are like thirteen to sixty, thirteen to sixty-two. Oh, your your neck must have been uh, hating. I'm surprised that. it didn't end up like a fucking canoe. <laughs> It was elixirs that are made by Gore. It was <laughs> right, yeah. Nice. <laughs> it's on the back. <laughs> cool. Yeah, what yeah. I mean, I uh, I went to a, a restringing event at Guitar Guitar um, when the OptiWebs had like were brand new. Yeah, and I bought my um, my Telecaster, like my LTD Tele tour, and. I haven't changed those guitar strings since. And this is probably about three years now. And they've still got <laughs> oh, life in them. What? They've still got life in them. Like you, you, you'd play that today and you'd go, yeah, they're, they're probably a couple of weeks old. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't make them. Definitely you've not played the guitar enough. Uh, I play it almost. I mean, you you see how much I play this, um, this Variax. All of the demos that I do on pedal boards of do all of the gigs that I play, all of the practices, every, like almost all of the guitar that I do is on that uh, Variax, and they've been on there for two years, pretty much. So, yeah, they, I mean, they last. I can't, I can't make them last that long, but then my, like, I, a, a normal set of Ernie Ball Super Slinkies would last me two gigs if I'm lucky, like four hours and I've rusted through the whole fucking thing, whereas these last six months, there you go, and that's that's economy of uh, of the purchase there, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a Dario user personally. I used to use the Dario's, um, but then this. Uh, I, I, to be fair, I've still got like a few packs of Dario's up in my pedal cupboard, but the uh, the elixirs they just do the job, and I don't have to change the strings half as much. And like I say, the the ones on the Variax have been on. I'd say about two years. The the top three strings, none of them are black. Which that would just you, give me so much anxiety knowing I hadn't changed my strings in fucking like three years or whatever. I, t- I tell you, the difference in work ethic between between y'all, <laughs> between this guy. Like I know if, that if he gets to like three months and I haven't changed them, I'm like, right, I need to do it. I need to do a change. They may not even need it, but I need to do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not quite. I'm I'm worse in a way than Adam in that um, 
I tend to wait until the core of one of the wound strings snaps <laughs> because it's been on for so long that it's worn through. Yeah. Like that that tends to be my trigger for changing a string is oh no, the A string's gone and it's at the bridge and it's exactly where it's, it's literally at the point where it's bent and it's you know it's been vibrating at that point yeah. <laughs> for for, you know, six six, seven months, whatever. And it's literally because the inner core has worn away because it's been played so much. That tends to be how I time when I change strings. The only exception is like when TT comes and I've got six gigs in two weeks, I'll do a restring the week before on yeah. all of the songs that I'll use. So, you know, there's three packs there and I'll restring the Les Paul, the Strat and probably the Cabernet and then those will be the three guitars I use for the, the couple of weeks. The problem with having more guitars is how much the restrings get. I mean, I used, when I had like two or three guitars, I was getting the NYXLs. Yeah. And then like when I snow, like <laughs> Ain't seven. nobody got that money. Yeah, you, you're <laughs> getting fucking Roto sound packs. Like, no, I just get the packs. XL ones now. And to be honest, like the... The MYXLs, I do miss them because they were so nice to play, but ain't nobody, I ain't got the money for that now. <laughs> I, I found the NYXLs sounded dead out of the box, whereas the, the standard XLs sounded really bright and zinger. Well, if you look on the back, that it does actually say that the XLs are voiced more brighter than the MYXLs. Yeah, well, there you go. But to me, it sounded like an old pack of excels so <laughs> i'm going to buy the cheaper ones anyway so we're almost at an hour when we've done nothing we've we've literally <laughs> done nothing guys <laughs> so let's let's do our um lukewarm hot take we're going to do a real quick one this week first of all as we mentioned at the foot of this podcast josh did win a week he got a 50-50 split which falls in the favour of the defender which was Josh um, the, this the Jeremy Clarkson smug face indeed <laughs> so the the most recent uh, hot take was that like internal controls like pedals that require you to adjust internal controls are asinine and this was the biggest absolutely biggest response we've had to one of these lukewarm hot takes ever um, it was done about 40 minutes before going was, on air. <laughs> it was a proper rush job. Um, but it was uh, 60, 64, and then 29 against the, that. There's, a, the, there's, a, there's an update to that. It is now 72 votes for and 37 votes against. There we go. This is it's almost gone viral, this is. Um, let's hope some of those uh, medical supplies can clear it up. so it turns out internal internal controls can get in the bin that is the official stance i mean like i wasn't i wasn't involved in the podcast where you're talking about but obviously yeah i mean who who wants to take a screwdriver to a gig i I I love the fact that as soon as i see it posted i was like yeah this has got matt written all over it yeah (laughs) i mean i did tag you in it all Right, so this week's lukewarm hot take actually was posted as a comment in um, in that poll, and it was by Mr. Andrew Bimson. And it is, all pedals should have MIDI. All pedals should have MIDI. Who is getting on this one? Wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of us are going to go wrong, and I will counter that straight away with Raise the Dead. I mean... 
we we have to have one person who's at least fighting Andrew's corner. I suppose I will take on the burden once again of fighting the wrong side of the argument. This is where we actually probably could have done with Lee. We, I mean, Lee would fight fight the argument. Um, so the wording of this one is a bit a bit prohibitive because all pedals should not have MIDI. Surely, surely. However. If all pedals did have MIDI, then your choice to use it or not is there. Like Much like the RE2 at the moment and you completely ignoring the fact it has got MIDI, it doesn't make it any worse of a pedal for the fact that it's got a feature that you're not using. Whereas if you do choose to use it, it unlocks however many presets within this pedal that you just simply don't have access to. is it something that every pedal needs? Maybe not. Because like my favourite pedal is the Mojo Mojo and there's there's a set in that I like on it and I'll set it there and it's all good. Do I need multiple settings within the Mojo Mojo? Probably not. I'll just buy another Mojo Mojo if I need another setting. But it's something uh, that are we arguing? Are we assuming on the fact as well that if all pedals are coming with MIDI, that the prices aren't going to be stupidly high because all pedals have MIDI? Yeah, I mean, this, this was my counter: is like, how much extra am I going to have to pay for my one knob fuzz pedal because it's got a, a <laughs> MIDI system allowing me to have slightly different volumes for my one knob fuzz pedal <laughs> i mean <laughs> that's problematic because the best the best mode is just all the way up uh, the funny thing is is uh mr bimpson is also a huge advocate of the raise the dead he is fuzz. <laughs> so like mate you've kind of shot down your own argument there straight away it's, yeah like uh, like i as much as I hate MIDI, I kind of get that, you know, for a delay pedal or a yeah. chorus or a reverb, you know, there it has some functionality regardless of whether or not I want to use it. But for a, a fuzz, like, like I say, a one-knob fuzz or even like a boost pedal, really does a tube screamer need a, a, a yeah. MIDI? You, you, you've like, got one setting on the tube screamer, haven't you? You dial it in to the perfect sound for your guitar and your amp rig. Like, then, like any like deviation from that one setting is less good. Yeah, because so, you set it at the good sound, the best of the good yeah, sound. Yeah, you, you get the best sound and then that's it. And you just and want it on I, or I do off. That with all, literally all of my drive pedals, like they, they are all set to one setting. And, you know, occasionally for some of the ones that colour the sound quite a lot, you'll change it for depending on whether you're in a marquee or a real room. Yeah. and And that's about as much as I'll ever tweak them. But like... Every marquee sounds different, so they're not going to have a marquee setting and a room setting because I just want to tweak to the right sound in the right venue. Yeah, but other than that, I, I like yeah. A yeah, it drive seems... pedal. Drive pedals don't need it. Absolutely, there's 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 the hundred percent not. Also, what the fuck are you going to do with a wah pedal with MIDI? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've got one of those wah pedals that does like a, an adjustable cue control and like an adjustable range. The the could be. Don't, I'm, I'm really reaching here. Range like you'd stand on the treadle and then you adjust the range and then. No, but like the the adjustable range of that foot sweep. Uh, yeah, I mean, sort of, but like. 
Like every, I'm sorry to anybody who doesn't own a Dunlop Crybaby and like it gets really obsessive about your wah, but you're just wrong because every wah sound you've ever enjoyed on a record ever is a Dunlop Crybaby. Oh yeah, like largely wah, wah Maybe sounds it was are the same on it was in the sixties, but it's a Crybaby. Yeah, like it's, they're, they're much of a muchness, aren't they? They're basically a giant volume. Uh, sorry, tone pot. <laughs> In a yeah. f- foot switch, it's it's hardly fucking rocket science now, is it? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like th- so. Yeah, this is this is my th- that's my main argument against. I get it for a delay pedal. I don't really get it for reverb because reverb you have to dial into the place that you're playing, otherwise you're going to get lost in the mix. Delay. You could, like, you could have like certain short reverb sounds for certain songs yeah. and and long reverb sounds for like. That's why you've got three reverb pedals on your board. (laughs) Or or you could have one reverb pedal with MIDI. Yeah. Okay, okay. So I get it for delay. I sort of get it for reverb. Yeah, like there's 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 arguments for it. Some modulations, maybe you want more than one. I mean, phase you don't. You just want that phase 90 whoosh sound. Yeah, and, Basically, I want to sound like Thin Lizzy. If I can't do that with the phaser, um, it's it's no good to me. (laughs) Yeah, but you also don't want to change that sound once you've dialed it in. Same oh, with no, it's, a, flan, it's, a flange, you want to sound like a jet engine. on the phase noise, isn't it? It's about like just before yeah, just, 12 o'clock yeah. and then you just absolutely sound. Yeah, and, and the same with flange, you just want to sound like a jet engine. So <laughs> you don't need it on that. Yeah. Um, chorus, like if you've got multiple chorus, like if you're in an 80s tribute band, you do need three or four different styles of chorus. Fine, you can have it. But real, not every guitar pedal, no. I mean, aren't we just advocating the M5 here? Because the M5 <laughs> will do all of that. And it Maybe, has MIDI. The, and it yeah, has MIDI. There you go. So all you actually need... like you do what? If, if we rephrase yeah. this to all pedals should have MIDI as long as all pedals are the M5. <laughs> yeah, so the, the, the M5 has auto wars that you can turn into a wah pedal with, a with an expression. expression. Yeah, yeah. Oh man! So you haven't got to press different buttons at different times to get a wah pedal sound. No, no. you literally. You, you, I mean, okay, technically yes, because you have to turn it on and then stand on the treadle. Yeah, but I mean that could be done via treadle. a MIDI switch, couldn't it? You could, yeah. I suppose you could put a MIDI switch on the end of your treadle. Yeah, yeah, like an, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that that would be that would be convoluted. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not saying it's bad. It so would be convoluted. What, what, what basically what we're saying is what Andrew is saying is everything should be an M5. Yeah, I think so. And I think if if that's the case, he's right. Yeah, I've, he's... I've come all the way round. And... <laughs> yeah, we've come full circle. I mean, as long as you're not talking about the drive section, because the drive in the M5 is, it's just it what it the drive in the M5 just don't jive. Is what I'm like, saying. It's not only that though. It was, what? Who wants drive pedals with no volume control? It doesn't have volume on some of the drive patches, so you can't set it at unity. So you just can't use them. Yeah. Um, so if we ignore oh. the fact that it's got drive in it, yeah, forget all, all of the rest, rest of it. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll let him have it. I I, I completely concede. You, but we're, <laughs> we're going to let the the fate of the. Um, the group decide on this one because yeah, I think, and it just needs to. Be, it needs the, the. It just needs rewording to all pedals should be a line six M five. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'll keep, I'm going to keep the wording as is, but I'm going to very much make the options point towards the line six M five. <laughs> um, Remember to lock them. 
I will. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to get Bob Vance. Vance Refrigeration as one of the choices. <laughs> as always happens on Pedal Boards of Doom, because of someone. <laughs> I'm not pointing any. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely me. Uh, right, so I did say that we'd talk about court. Uh, sorry, talk about Digitech. I've just told you, I've just spilled the beans there, haven't I? Um, what, Matt Bellamy? So, indeed. Isn't, isn't it, yes, he exactly. now? So, Cortech, aka Court, uh, who produced guitars for Ibanez, Squire, Manson, and the PRS SE range, have taken over um, Dodd Digitech, which is fucking awesome because they are like Harmon. Uh, are a company who just did not know what to do with Digitech. Um, they got Digitech in 2017, and by 2018, Digitech had fired all of its <laughs> staff, essentially. Like, all of the designing staff, they were fired. Um, which would suggest that there weren't, like, there weren't the support for this group. It was very much a, we'll see how much we can, like, pump these pedals out that they already have got and see if we can kind of squeeze a little bit more money out of this. Um, Digitech have kind of fallen under the radar in recent years. Not really much been going on. Um, But it's been a a massive shame because Digitech, uh, as we talked about last week, have got loads of really interesting stuff in their catalogue. Like past and present have got some really iconic pedals. So... Um, the fact that Court have taken them over, pretty pretty damn good. Um, before they um, fired their entire staff, uh, Tom Cram, who was one of the, the lead designers, did have a five-year plan for Digitech at that point, um, which I assume Digitech have still got <laughs> and, and have got like ideas for some of the pedals within that five-year plan. So Are they not like four years into this five-year plan? Yeah, I mean, but that five-year plan just didn't happen. It was just on hold. So if if Digitech have got that kind of, that five-year plan that was Yeah, proposed, but surely it was 2021, we're going to make a rap pedal. 2020, we'll make a tube screamer. 2019, we'll make a clon. So they've missed those boats now. Yeah. Well, this, this year seems to be the year of the Dodd 250, doesn't it? Everyone's <laughs> making a Dodd 250 clone. Digitech are pretty much Dodd. So reissue that motherfucker, ching, ching, ching profit. Like, that is the way to come back with a bang, isn't it? It's not a bad shout. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's free advice, Digitech. I can see them trying to go down the route of core to make that Matt Bellamy um, signature, you know, lots of one that Manson does. Yeah. Um, so I can see them trying to see if they can get some sort of deal to put like a, a chaos pad or something like that, or you know a Digitech equivalent, and um, try and do like a bit of a you know Matt Bellamy on a budget. Maybe if they like integrated the whammy pedal inside one of the courts, that would be pretty awesome. 
Well, uh, Muse also used that, so that's not a bad shout. And also, they they just surely they'll just do a re like a sorry a clone of a fuzz face because he's got a fuzz face in one of his guitars, hasn't he? So they'll just do a. It's the fuzz face, or it's that fuzz factory. Um, fuzz fuzz factory, factory. That was what I was looking for, not fuzz face. Which is so. that's essentially a fuzz face, but with with the three extra resistors knobs. as knobs. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, we we all they good. had knobs that said words that didn't mean anything, didn't they? Yeah, the stab, fluff, chunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if those were the, those were the actual names. I of think the stab was one of them. Um, comp was one as well. Um, I can't remember the others. Vol- volume gain, maybe tone, tone, comp, stab. That's what that my final answer. <laughs> Go on, Matt. I'm just pulling up a photo. So we've got Vol. Yeah. I think I know what that one is. Gate. Oh, Gate. Yeah, of course. Sorry. Comp, drive, and Stab. Yes. I mean, that's four out of five. And as Meatloaf said, four out of five ain't bad. <laughs> pretty sure. Pretty sure that was the song. Anyway, that is, that's our news for this week. The news was probably about three minutes long. The rest was... <laughs> Oh man! Much else news. I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got more news, but that can wait for next week because I was, I was seriously scraping at the barrel of news this week to try and muster up a, a podcast. Turns out we can bullshit for, from well longer than the thirty minutes I allocated. So, <laughs> go team, go team. Right. So it is, it is where we end for this week. Before we do that, we give a massive, massive extension out to our um our podcast patreon backers um one of which was mr andrew boomson who uh submitted the the hot take the lukewarm hot take this week i'm not saying it's because he pays us that he got preferential treatment but you know <laughs> if you are a patreon backer there is more of a chance of your hot takes being accepted um, that is i'm not saying that as an official line here just it, it, it won't harm it. it's not, it's not, it. it's, yeah it's not gonna hurt you if you try and like sub, like sign up to the patreon let's see what happens so for as little as two dollars a month you can get preferential treatment too <laughs> uh, the people are as follows mr andrew bimson Mr. Hot Take Extraordinaire. We have got Mr. Adam Yeomans. We have got Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. And his brother, Hugh Janus. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not paying us. He he can he can be on when yeah, he can be on here when he gives us the like 45 cents of or whatever we get. Um who else have we got? I've lost. I've lost it. We've got Hugh Mr. Ben, ben Fletcher of Fletcher Mr. Pickups. We have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Um, big, big shout out to him. There might be a very weird budget pedal chap. No talk all tone. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, but there's there's going to be something exciting happen because of Mr. Ben Fletcher. Um, stay tuned for that. And we have got Mr. Brian Gurr of the Tone Jerks podcast and of the Second Button podcast. Check out all of the podcasts mentioned because they are good. They are just really good. I mean, one of them has convinced me to watch Seinfeld, of all things. So, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That just surprised me, podcast, isn't it? 
Uh, Rumour has it that there may be another co-host on this podcast going on the Just Surprise Me podcast at some point. Who? Oh, not Just Surprise Me, even the other one. Masters oh, mas- Cinematic Masters. Noise, 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 noise. I am down to claim with that. Um, I, I'm a listener anyway, so I will I will catch up with that. Um, so if you're in the future anyway. Faux show. We'll have a chat about this after the podcast. Um, so if you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. You find me Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube, of course, is the home to the No Talk All Tone series and the No Talk All Tone Versus series now, which bears a striking resemblance to someone else's video, but we won't mention that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't Google it, please. Please don't. It, it almost looks shameless and honestly... <laughs> Honestly, there's no correlation. Um, Josh, we can find you at the Corona Mortis at Instagram. We can find you at uh, ZK at YouTube and as a frequent host on Pedalboards of Doom. Indeed. YouTube and my friend. Matt, we can find you at heel underscore Matt Q. Definitely not at Twitch. Why why are we even mentioning that? (laughs) Um, But at Twitter and at Instagram. Correct. Boom, boom, boom. I've I've done this before. This is this is this is an outro. This is this is really strong. Um, so for for tonight, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it it was all all good until that last turn. So from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Joshy ZK, aka Oh my gosh, it is Josh. What's knocked? From Mister Matt Quine, say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Woohoo! Yeah, wacky inflatable arm man. Um, it will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. There are a bit people. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. I didn't tell you about my friend getting sacked from the zoo, did I? No, you no. didn't. He was caught spanking the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, either way, you're going to get fired from the zoo. Like whichever context for that.